Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a sharp attack. Sharp attack. That's it. Okay. Bob's reading Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> hey, speaking That's what of- that page in that book looks like. It's a comic. Speaking, to, speaking about sharp attacks, don't give my wife cutlery. I mean, come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take my wife, for example. <laughs> Please take her. Take my wife and let her be, be satisfied with the words I say. <laughs> don't let her hit me. Is she dangerous with a knife? I don't know. Why don't you ask Zal and Kratzweeny oh, yeah. YouTube? The Married Couple episode two. Sure. <laughs> Please don't look that up. Don't. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Zach, you ready to do this thing? I'm totally ready. It's going to be good. Let's do Maybe it. Maybe I'll start like a little stopwatch ticker thingy. That okay. way, if we have to like, yeah. In Majora's Mask, you have to count time without the watch going on the screen. And if you can count exactly oh, yeah, 10, right. yeah. he gives you the uh, mailman's hat. That's right. Nice. That's right. Bob, you know what I'm talking about, right? I actually didn't play that one very much. Mm. Mm. Nintendo 64! <laughs> ah! yeah, we, 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 we were Poe. We had, we had a Sega Genesis that we usually uh, used instead. I, I still have a Sega Genesis. I, I'm a big Genesis fan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel? Mm. Like, which one was a better Sonic who, the Hedgehog? Who did this one? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> We had a life. We had it all. Don't know what you oh, got what? till you lose it. That sounds like Collins, that was then, but I don't know. And this is now. And I want you back. Oh, yeah, it's definitely How Phil Collins. How many times yeah, can yeah. I say I'm sorry? Yeah. He's probably apologizing to one of his many wives. That's That must have been early Collins. Gabriel had, like, all the weird songs about, like, uh, Greek mythology and, like, weird stuff. Oh, like, um... <laughs> The Battle of Epping Forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Canterbury right Tales and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's get going here. All right. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the Houseplants, Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And much, 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 Lots much, of much, things much, and much, things much, and much, stuff. Much. Yep. More gonna be totally cool today you know what's really great about today is that me and zach are just hanging out with a good friend a reoccurring guest our first reoccurring guest ever that's right bob you were the first person to come back what an honor bob say hello to all seven people that will download this <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> You're so no. i'm just kidding Don't. it's gonna be like 17 <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> so zach are we gonna worship like there ain't no tomorrow there might not be Zach, actually, there will be a tomorrow. Zach probably doesn't think this will be as good of a worship because um, he leads all the worship songs. Apparently, I told him that earlier. I, I didn't realize like, this, even though I was technically keeping track of it. I still didn't really notice. This is this is how the conversation went. Hey, Colin, is the uh, album for the Patreon uh, for second volume ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah, your album is ready. You jerk. Volume you, two. You sang all the songs. Jerk. Zach attack. <laughs> Which is not true. It's more like Bob is Bob is now refreshing my memory. It's probably more like uh, balance than I. When is Bob going to lead a song? You know, no, you don't want Bob to lead a song. <laughs> ooh, you don't want, ooh, you don't waves want of mercy, waves of grace. What's that song? Yeah. The uh, copyright. Every one. move. I make, you can just kind of talk that one through. It's not like probably. the original uh, Dr. Doolittle guy. Bob, you could probably rap. Ooh. You would rap like Tone Loke because you're kind of like a national. Okay, so uh, here's base. so here's what me and Zach need to figure yeah. out. We need to figure out a hymn that was made before 1923 that is also a rap. 
Maybe some Charles, Charles Wesley like fast talking. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> Hanging he was a in the village and going to the trough. God <laughs> is with me and <laughs> he, doth loth. He was the wordsmith. He was the Marshall Mathers of his day. All right. So let's get yeah. worshiping, people. We're going to do a classic uh, that is very God focused today. Uh, continuing our uh, our uh, a rundown of all the classic hymns. So here we are with Great is Thy Faithfulness. Thy faith. 
harmonies, Zach. <laughs> that was a good little version of it. Bless you. Bless you, Bob. <laughs> hey, bless all of us, all right? Yeah. I mean, not just for the sneezing, but in general. But, um, yeah, I uh, I tried to uh, tried to push my voice to the limit that time, and I uh-huh. think I just about did that. So we'll see if I can still talk. You definitely hit the top of your range there, and that is interesting. <laughs> we'll see if I can talk <laughs> to, to the, the least. rest of this uh, episode. <laughs> So before we get into our topic for today, why don't I pray? Yay. Sounds good. Father, I just thank you so much that we can get together and talk about your word, talk about you. Um, I pray that you would open our hearts to hearing from you and that you would open everyone's heart who is listening to this. Um, Lord, that you would continue to teach us how to be a people who are building a kingdom. And um, I pray that you would just teach us more and more better ways to do that and that you would humble us and let us serve you with everything that we have. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thank you for the prayer, Zach. Great prayer. All right. So, um, we talked about this just a little bit ago, but Zach, what are we, what are we kind of going over today? Okay. So, um, we're kind of setting up a series again. We are like in series mode these days, aren't we? Cause we just finished yeah. up talking about idols for about four episodes. I think I agree. Yeah. And, uh, so it seems like another one is rearing its uh, beautiful head. Beautiful. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, as we were talking about what we would talk about this week, um, and, uh, the next couple of episodes, we felt felt like they are kind of running together yeah. thematically. So we're going to be talking about church ministry for a little bit. We're going to take a look at, um, this might be a little bit more pragmatic, but I think it's also going to have kind of a background in like, what's the purpose of what we're doing. Right. Um, but we're going to talk about what we do as a church. It's funny though. Um, in a lot of ways, there has been one kind of like central theme to like every one of our episodes. Yeah. And I think for a lot of them, it's been like how we, how, how we as Christians approach the subject. Yeah. The rending of our heart and the submission of like our own. um, We are in the world, but not of it. uh, Yet we still interact with it every day. So it's a weird kind of space that we get to be in as believers. And, and it's really, it's for Christians. It's more about like where your heart is rather than what, like specifically you're doing. I think what you're doing follows when your heart is in the right place. Yeah. And when you're Um, in your, when your spirit and so following from that, what we do matters a whole lot. Um, and so that's why Jesus calls us to uh, practice our faith and to follow him, take up our cross. Those are all like actions, behaviors, yeah. things that we try to do um, that are actually on the outside um, that come from a place of God changing us on the inside. Boom. So um, I like that. The, for this first episode, we're going to kind of describe the difference between a kingdom builder and a club builder. Boom. And so I don't want to give the impression here right off the bat that community is not important mm. because community is obviously central. It's something Jesus has called us to do, have fellowship with each other, <laughs> you know? Um, so, um, Bob is working on an immunity builder right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to drink. So I don't, do you want some vitamin C? Take? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, I got something in my throat apparently just as we start recording, of course. And you didn't even good. mow the lawn. That's oh, correct. Man. See, I, w- I would be doing this if I had mowed the lawn. <laughs> See, how much does God want Bob to be a part of this podcast? Let me count the ways. So, uh, last time we had like the weird recording thing and we were like, oh, well then Bob was yeah, like, yeah. 
well, maybe I can't do it because Wednesdays are weird. Suddenly, now, today, we are recording on Monday. We have changed our schedule for everybody listening. Yeah. yeah so that was a lineup. And then Bob was like, hmm, maybe I still can't do it because I have some work I need to get done today outside. Guess yeah. what? God made it rain. He made it rain. He made it rain. Yeah, that's right. Brought down the rain so that uh, the yard work, could, yard work could not commence. And yeah. uh, so now we have Bob. So we are blessed in that regard. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby, for so, being here. Yeah. Thanks for being community with us. Yeah. That's an awesome thing that we get to do. Yeah, it's a really great club that we have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so everything that we are doing with this podcast, right, is to um, bring a bunch of people in. And then have them focus on us mm-hmm. and Not have totally. us have totally. a nice community that we can build up and just talk to each other with no outreach or consequence for like anything outside ourselves. Right. Because the one thing that Christians do that nobody else does is make a group of people to do activities. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people yeah. say. Right. So right. And, and it's uh, I, that was a clear joke, obviously. But in a lot of ways, I think certain people think that. Yeah, I think that the people even. Christians maybe even see themselves as just a group of people gathered together to learn and to do stuff. Yeah. And, you know, in some sense, those are on the surface. Those are what we are doing. We are gathering yeah. together. We are doing things. We are studying together. What about the heart? What about the heart? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you in a sense, you don't really need to have God or Jesus super involved if you want to just create a club. Um, and when people from the outside see a church that is very exclusive and very much about just the goings on of church and doesn't get outside the four walls, so to speak. They say that it's like a country club. And so that's why I wanted to use the term club instead of community. Um, The distinction isn't really between kingdom and community, but between kingdom and club ship. Yeah. I think it'd be fun for us for the next minute to go around and just invent a cool club and then try and make it like, so I'll start. Um, I'm going to start a club and it's called the like be mean in grocery stores club. I think this yeah. is already a thing where a bunch of like immature kids will just go into a grocery store and like drink some of the milk and like spill it and like, <laughs> and that'll be our fun activity. We'll meet uh, once a week, probably on Sunday. And then uh, we'll just do that. All right, Bob, yeah. you go. For me, it would be the, uh, the, um, the techies United club. Oh, where we would often make techies sure. against Apple or no, 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 no. Techie, <laughs> I'm kidding. Apple's against, great. They probably against would against be against Apple. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's more techies against the world where we just speak yeah. in such a way that other people can't follow. We would intentionally use ones and zeros. Like, well, much, well, more like much larger words um, for those who are um, uh, remember a lot of your space uh, sci-fi shows. Yeah, um, there was a, a term that's often used for this called techno babble. Oh, yes. We need to use the sonic uh, humidifier to uh, deconjoin the uh, barometers. That was like a hodgepodge of various sci-fi tech there. (laughs) I like that. It was more like some of that was like real car lingo and some of it was something else. All right, Zach, what's your group? Mine would be called the Turkey Club. Mm, I'm already liking this. Yeah, we would um, discuss different types of sandwiches and Uh we would make sandwiches for each other. And whenever you guys start this club, if you were to meet somewhere, does the person in charge go, what's going on, jive turkeys? And they say, gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) Okay, sorry, I derailed. Let's get back to it, Zachy. Yeah. So, um, Zacchaeus. Yeah, so I want one of the uh, people that I'm reading recently is Henry Nguyen. Okay. Uh, He wrote a book called In the Name of Jesus, where he talks about... um, his calling throughout his life 
and how he was living in Canada and he was a fairly prominent um, Catholic priest. Okay. And he gave up uh, the kind of comfortable life that he had um, in a developed country uh, to go to a community. <laughs> Actually, it was in France. So it was still a developed country, but he went to a community of all solely disabled people and became a pastor for them. Oh, you told me about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so he, he talked about how like he had this desire to be relevant and influential and all these things. And he, he looked at the story where Satan tempted Jesus. He said, here's all these things that Satan was tempting Jesus with. He's tempting him with the need to be relevant, the need to be important, uh, the need to, uh, take care of yourself instead of rely on God. So he's like, when I let go of all these things, I realized that I was more closely becoming a part of the kingdom of God. Right. Um, so I'll link that book in the description because you all should go check it out. It's a real short read, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about, particularly like the need to like have a relevant community. Yeah. So everybody wants like their club to be important, influential, Oh, in sure. some way. In a, in a yeah. lot of ways, I feel like maybe the series could be all about the ways we measure success as a church. Yeah. How do we define success? That is a good question. Because next week we're going to talk a lot about like money and stuff too. And so yeah. that's really another aspect of that. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you this, Zach. You went to Ron Keat Haiti, didn't you? Like, that's right. Have you gone twice or once? I went to Ron Keat once and then I went to a different part of Haiti the third time. Okay. So yeah. here's the deal. Is that small church that may not have any of the same kind of like comings and goings activities as like an American church, can that church right there be just as glorifying to God? Oh, yeah. God's not up there saying like, how much money did your church bring? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so we'll get. Yeah. So like yeah. That, that's kind of like a, a, a precedent we can set before we dive in here, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's all about being faithful with what you're get, what we have is given from God. Right. We're not out there like fundraising for God. We're doing like tithing. If you want to go into that is an act of obedience, right? Right. Yeah. It's not because the church needs it. It's because that's what we're called to do. Right. So it's all about you're given much. What do you do with it? And, and, and what do and you think about that? Of Bob? course. Oh well, yeah. Well, Bob, go ahead. Well, for me, tithing is a huge part of my worship. And, and so, yeah, it's an act of worship, right? And, and, and and, and I think it's not even that we're even called to, but why are we called to it? Because I think God's trying to make us more like him. He's a giver. Yeah. And he wants us to be givers as well. So by yeah. commanding it, he also helps encourage us to reflect another aspect of his character. And so, as we freely I have received, that, yeah. as we freely have received, we freely give. Yeah. As the scriptures say. Yeah. yeah exactly. And also, and it's, it's also a huge reminder of, of where it comes from. You know, and, the fact that, that, that everything we have is God's anyways, yeah. you know, he, he, you know, he owns a cat on a, on a 10,000 hill. It's not, it's definitely not my money that I'm holding back to give to the church when the church proves itself worthy enough because the church needs money and it needs my support. So, so we're that gonna, whole equation, <laughs> yeah. I feel like is how a lot of people view themselves when it comes to like participating and like helping provide for church, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if the church is doing what I what I think they should be doing, well, yeah. then I'm not going to give my money to them anymore. Yeah. Well, so here is so here is something I think is interesting. Maybe in the edit I will play a clip, but I like Aaron 
Campbell, our friend, yeah. what he said at a time when we were asking what, what things like would, would he need to change? It's almost like what your people are coming to church saying, what, what, are, what do you got for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not um, being fed. People can walk away from a worship service and say, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I hear things like that and I understand what they're saying, but I think that's, that's a mindset that I don't think the beginnings of the church had. You yeah. know, if you think about the church in Acts, they came together to like support each other. So I guess my antidote for that, I think would be going sort of leading people into when you come to church, having more of a servant mindset Yeah, than a, Absolutely. Than a consumerism mindset. Amen to that. Yeah, for sure. I liked his comment about saying, what do I need? Like he said, maybe people need to start thinking, what can I do to help this church when I get uh-huh. there? as opposed to what can the church do for me? Yeah. Now that's still, we, I want to get us back on, I know I've taken us off on a tangent a little bit, but I want to get us back into that realm where we're talking about club activities versus, uh, you know, kingdom activities, because um, you can give money to a club. And a great example of that is fraternities and sororities. Oh yeah. And let's look at some of the things that fraternities and sororities do since you brought that up. Thank you. Yes, they they do a lot of good things actually. There, there are because there is at least I think oh, even a, requ- a requirements on campus to even do like uh, what do they call that volunteer? They work do volunteer stuff. work, community service. They raise money. Um, when I was um, plugging a local coffee shop at one point at EKU, yeah, I had a table and I was giving out free samples, and I actually had. Um, one fraternity right next to me with a different table and they were raising money for something and they were just like grabbing like anybody who had like change or whatever. Right. Um, sure. I think it was like a cancer benefit or something. So, but which is obviously yeah. a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. So what's funny is, is that um, they provide community for each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And you know, uh, of, of course everybody else knows a lot of the other stuff about fraternities and stories sure, and, the yeah. and the parties and all that stuff. But if we're talking about so, like, so, so you, so you're saying that they enjoy each other's company, I guess you could say that. <laughs> um, but so, so how do, so how then do we separate ourselves as and not saying yeah. that fraternities and sororities are bad. I mean, you can have your own opinion about that, but what I'm saying is how do we as Christians separate ourselves from that? Zach, I don't know that there's anything that you can humanly do yourself exactly to make yourself separate. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of the point of this question, but how do you guys think that we are defining success as a church? Yeah. Like as just a, just a church body, like nationwide or whatever, how we are or how we should. No, no, no. He's saying, how are we doing it right now? Currently, how are we defining success? Well, mostly it's success or failure is determined by numbers, numbers, N- numbers of people, a membership, numbers of people attending, number of people baptized or, yeah. or, or, or come forward to accept Christ during yeah. the service itself. See, now, um, even that I would I would say is pretty, pretty close to what. I would say is good numbers of baptisms. Numbers of people being people saved, being saved. I mean that that it almost yeah. would be almost would be good. I'd rather look at that than butts and pews. But what sure. what I also yeah. had Bob just to add to what you just said because I think a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that you just said yeah was actually not all that bad. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I've experienced is like like you said, size of community is definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, so money, how much money the church brings in. Uh, yeah. but so like you could have a church of only like 300 people, but if all of them are like really 
well-off upper scale um, people yeah. that, that right. really write yeah. that big check, um, then that's something, but also popularity. So if you think about it in our local, we're, we're living mm. in Richmond, Kentucky, and I'm not going to name certain churches, but there are like maybe five or six churches I can think of that are like the front runners of was like, what church are you going to? Oh, I go to ones. blink, 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 blink. Everybody knows. Yeah, so, right. Certain ones. So that's a thing. Popularity. Yeah, yeah. And then I think now social media is definitely like a big front runner because you can have like a, almost an entire outreach campaign through yeah, Facebook and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we're not saying that all these churches are defining their success that way. Um, I'm just saying that's what people some perceive churches, success as. Some churches out there, I'm sure, definitely do. They perceive like, success yeah. that way. Well, yeah. well, well, it is perceived. Let's take it to a national level. When you see articles written about the church, specifically the Church of America, right. what are they talking about? They're talking the about... The biggest ones. No, 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 not just that, but just even just denominations as a whole yeah. or the, the church body as a whole, even bigger than just big churches. But yeah. you know, as a whole, it's always about the numbers and, and whether... And and oftentimes, more recently, it's this this denomination is declining. This denomination is growing. Yeah, yeah. These are the numbers associated with that. You know, James, and determining J- the success of. They that. also do like a top ten U.S. churches, and it's by attendance. Attend, yeah. yeah. And Jonestown had a lot of people in it too, so that's good. <laughs> so I guess they that's definitely a, did a good job. They're very there. successful. Yeah, that's true. And so, right. So again, it's like, we kind of are, are, are veering back into that question of like, okay, so, so you got a lot that's of like went, that. A lot of people went to go see Avengers too. Right. So, so a lot of, we have a lot of Kentucky wildcat fans out there. I'm sure a lot of people go to the wildcat nice games. group of people, yeah. a club, the wildcat club. They definitely have common interest. Yeah. So, so, so again, Zach, so you asked, yeah. how do we define success? I yeah. think obviously if we're talking about the things we should be defining as success, yeah. I think it should be in um, what I would call the Holy Spirit, like in its joy that you feel when you know that God is like satisfied with the work you're doing, which I know is like hard to like tangible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like hard to be a tangible thing. Yeah. That, part but. of the part of the problem with that for people who want to measure their success is yeah, you how can't you measure, measure that. <laughs> right. You can't yeah. Measure. I've seen like other things that uh, weren't listed here, but like, um, and these are things that I would consider like to be good things, but like maybe not like the defining trait of success. Where's the origin like, of your motivation? Like, um, like involvement in, um, things going on at church is something that like a lot of people at church want and it's yeah. a good thing to want. Right. Like if, if people are coming to your stuff, not just, not just sitting there Sunday morning, but they're coming in and serving and coming in, um, like getting involved, getting involved, coming to like the church game night or whatever, like that could be a good thing too. But I think even that like maybe isn't all of the picture of success. Right. I think it's funny because what Bob listed, the, um, people getting saved, people getting baptized, that's like a big deal. Yeah. Cause if you think about it in the scripture, um, what, like, okay. So a picture of a good community yeah is like a the community that followed jesus like that i i consider the 12 disciples and jesus to be like a church a traveling church mm-hmm. but um the church that was started in acts with you know john and it peter exploded and, it exploded yeah. right so then you had uh like you had all these people like following people around and stuff like that now even then, this is going to sound blasphemous. I don't mean it to be, but even then, do those people that are following those groups around do is yeah. their heart thinking? 
am I doing this for God? Or is their heart like, oh, everybody's doing this cool new thing. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And so you get to well, that point. Another, another thing about that is they did risk their lives to yeah. follow Jesus a lot they of the did. time. So there probably was a lot less of a reason to like lie about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you actually feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to slightly challenge what you said there, Colin. And, okay. And, and please I, do. And I'm going to be at the center. I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say that most people disagree with my perspective here. Okay. Um, and, and that is, is that, is that the number of people coming forward in a service to be saved or a number of people coming forward to be baptized during in a service to be saved is I would still even say is a highly flawed measurement. And the only, it reason, is. And the only reason yeah. why I feel that way. I'm not going to name a name, but there's a certain pastor who does like mass, like fall down on the ground, mass right. uh, healings, mass uh, savings, mass baptisms. Well, it, there's it, a it, bunch. It, yeah, but but, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking even more on the local level is how many people will come forward and be baptized or, or, or accept Jesus as their savior. And then we never see them in the church again. Never follow up. Yeah. So, and, and so is, is that really a yeah. success? Do if you know? Really making I think it is. If we're not making disciples. I think if that person goes on and is then saved yeah, yeah. and has a relationship with Jesus, but never comes back into the church. I think that that could be more successful than a person coming in and uh, just sitting in church for a few years. And and well, yeah, yeah. But Although I agree with that, your premise is that they continue the relationship with Jesus. And that's the hard part that I – and the one that I often yeah. doubt. If, if you're so new in your faith, how do you continue that relationship? Sure. You can't do it you on your com- own. You need community yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so um, you, a, that's a good point though, Bob. Yeah. No, I'm not so- – I a was, good example of this. But, but most people would fully yeah. agree with you, Colin. Like I said, I know I'm, I'm a yeah. dissenter right there. I mean, most people are going to disagree with that with that viewpoint that I Do you have. know who George Whitfield is? The name is familiar. Okay, so he was a Methodist preacher, friend of John Wesley, <laughs> um, but he was a Calvinist. And so they, like, disagreed on a, a whole bunch of stuff. But <laughs> one of the differences between, like, what Wesley did and what Whitfield did was <laughs> Whitfield was, like, definitely the better preacher, like, hands down. Like, he's famous for being a good preacher. But he never followed things up with discipleship. Wesley was, like, the Bible study small group guy mm. out of that group. So later on in life, when Wesley had this whole huge, like, a bunch of Methodist groups, like, all over, like, America and Britain. Right. George Whitfield was like, oh, I had all these people in my hands, but they fell like they were ropes made of sand because we didn't like trap them in with like good discipleship. Interesting. So So maybe that was his quote. Maybe my viewpoint isn't so dissenting after all. There's precedent for it. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the one big thing I think that you're touching on, or at least I'm hearing what you're saying, maybe, maybe you had a different point, but, um, Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing is that there are people that can totally go through the motions and then Absolutely. disregard everything that they just did. Nominal Christianity. Yeah. Now, that is true. I believe that that is absolutely a, a common thing. But I also think that every now and again, like uh, I'm trying to remember who put it to me like this. Maybe this is like a thing, uh, mm-hmm. like a theory from the 70s or something. And I just picked it up from someone. But this idea that somebody may be at like a minus five on the Christianity scale. And then they come to a church, somebody gives them a baptism, and now they're like a minus two. Yeah. They go to a different church five years later, and then somebody in their family is like, you need to confess your you know, sins and give your life to Jesus. And now they're like at a plus one. Well, we're all, we're all different. Throwing those seeds around. In the way yeah. that, um, yes. that the gospel hits us. Like we all hear it differently. So, you know? so all my point was, in, in re- not rebuttal, but just oh, yeah. uh, to add to what you were saying, was Absolutely. to say 
maybe that person who comes in who would never have like you know yeah so so doing something as like a member of a church like uh is is a voluntary act that mm-hmm. comes from somewhere i mean whether or not it's our relinquishing of control yeah. or whether or not it's just impulse or whether or not it's the god speaking to us through the pre-holy spirit yeah. or however much uh, you guys believe in you know um, like, cause that's a whole nother big can of worms. How much does God like communicate through us w- before we accept Jesus? Uh, but, um, e- either way, uh, success again, shouldn't be determined in how many people retain and pay and do all the things they're supposed to do as Christians as much as it should be. How much did the church do? to help the community to connect with God and therefore glorify God. In what yeah. Doing. I think, I, I think you. it's a measure for me of obedience. Absolutely. Like how, how much are we um, becoming disciples and then making disciples? Right. That's what we're called to do. It's not a thing about um, flashiness or anything like that. Um, or even like excellence as a church. So, that's not a, that's not a fruit of the spirit, but for those who are more obsessed with numbers, would you yeah. say a better or more specific measurements? Those who, yeah, they yeah. want a measurement. Would you say a better measurement might be those who are involved in small groups or Bible studies or whatever that church has, and maybe a measurement of how much money the church <laughs> is specifically using to go outside their walls to help those yeah. in the community? I see what you're getting at. See, again, like that's what I was saying before. Um, I've seen churches kind of measure things that way. But I think you even have to take that with a grain of salt because the reasons for doing those things are not necessarily apparent, but I'm interested to hear what you think about that as a person who is more inclined to think about numbers that I definitely am. Yeah. So do you ever struggle with that? Like how you would define success or like, how can you measure like if we're doing a good job making disciples? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a constant struggle because, because as as you point out, you got the, you got the faith aspect and recognizing that just because we have a number does not reflect the quality of what we're actually doing at all. Yeah. It's hard for a number to reflect quality. And, And I use the word quality there as a substitute for like, you know, um, how much, God is really involved in what we're doing. Quality is, is, is in the sense of, of how um, how much of a part of God's will is what we're doing versus, yeah. versus our own okay. selfish desires within the community. It's a heart thing. That's hard to – how do you measure a heart? Yeah, yes, yes. So, as you guys yeah. keep saying, it's a heart thing. Yeah. So this is a scripture everybody, even non-Christians, have heard said. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But in this context, I feel like it even takes on greater weight. So I'm going to read this. It's, of course, Matthew – 28, the Great Commission at the end here, verse 16. So I'll just, you know, verse 16 is where it starts, but I'll just I'll just read 17 and on. Um, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then uh-huh. Jesus came to them and said, now pay attention, everybody listening. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, what is the difference? This is even further down yeah. your subject's rabbit hole. What is the difference between a member of a church and a disciple? Mm. I think that one's a lot more straightforward than some of the other questions. <laughs> There's a, a, a member is merely a yeah. number in, in a spreadsheet somewhere yeah. within the church information. Whereas someone, 
you know, whereas the disciple is someone who's actively engaging in the work right. that Christ is doing through us. Yeah. It's, it's a Venn diagram for sure. I mean, it's <laughs> with overlap. Oh, the, absolutely. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. That's a beautiful way of putting it. The distance between those two things, I think is what we're talking about. Yeah. Because when you are a church, you're not there to make a church member. You're there to make a disciple. Right. And so, a disciple, I think the difference is the heart and the difference is their motivation after accepting Jesus and after they have yeah. been in the community and, and have felt the Holy Spirit enough to say, you know what? I am now motivated through the Holy Spirit to do God's will in this way. That's a disciple, right? Sure. Yeah. And so that is how I measure success. Yeah. It like to, to, the totality. If you want to like call a member, like a member, a successful conversion if you want to call it a conversion would be taking a person who has no care to serve the lord and leaves the church with all the care in the word world to serve the lord right so your um measure of success rather than being tied to a number is tied to mission because uh, it's the mission of Jesus has laid well, out yes, to make but, disciples. But not but yeah. you use the word mission and just for everybody listening, mission doesn't ne- mean you just have to go to overseas or anything. No. But, but it's definitely no. a person whose heart is changed forever and says, yeah. I want to serve the Lord in however way I can. Right. I say mission as a focus of, of your life. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's even in our three M's, music media and mission. The most important of the three is the last is one. Is mission. That's what that's what informs the music and media work that we do because mission is a lifestyle of God's life is greater than what I can do with my life on my own. And so it's, it's about making those disciples. It's about, um, letting God bless other people through you to bring people to himself. You're right. just, you're just part of it. Right. Yeah. Cause, um, what is, what, I mean, what I just read, he says, so once you have a disciple, then they will do exactly this that Jesus lays out. Yeah. And it says, teaching them to obey yeah. everything I have commanded you. And we often quote that scripture and leave out those other verses. Yeah. Yeah. We, I stop, mean, at, we stop at go and make disciples at here, here and here. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We stop. teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And that is all encapsulating of, yep. of, of God, of Jesus's teaching to yeah. the disciples. Right. If you can, if you can take a thousand people and of those a thousand people, you can make five disciples. Yeah. I think you've done a better job than a three million member church who has no disciples. So here's the thing that Boom. that disturbs me <laughs> because this is a really great conversation. Yeah. But why is it that nobody brings this question up like in church? Yeah, that's in your that's why is that your notes so rare? There. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Have you guys ever heard like a conversation like this in a church like focus, like missioning kind of team? I feel like very little, if, sure. if not at all. It's rare. Yeah. I, I mean, in I, my I, experience, I've heard it from time to time, but the problem comes in oftentimes how those above want to measure. And yeah. what, I, what I mean by that is that, for example, there are some churches out there that are much more hierarchical. And so those above them are going to want to know. And those that are more much more congregational yeah. usually will report to some other 
even if even if it's not a true quote unquote authority, there's still an organization typically above them that combines them with some other group, right? And they're going to want to know these numbers again. And so, well, they're a culture of like numbers and measuring. Yes, things. yes, yeah. it's a culture of numbers that propagates yeah. the, the the ideas of yeah. the numbers. Now, I will say this because we're going to talk about it next week more, but I will just put this in here for everybody to think about. Um, I will play devil's advocate to myself because I am kind of like weird <laughs> about money and pay, pay positions in church, which we'll talk about a little more next time. But I do think that that is a lot of weight on the shoulders of council people and a pastor to yeah. find ways to pay staff when so they almost feel like an obligation to the staff yeah. to figure out how to get more people. And and we'll talk like again, we'll talk about that more. But again, it's it's kind of leaning back what I was saying, the success thing sort of deviates yeah. a bit as if we can just get some more attendance going then we'll be big enough to deserve a worship leader so or or even worse than that is if if i if i a pastor is going am going to get a raise i need to show my worth and that yeah. worth is going to be measured by my community yeah. in the form of numbers in the pews right. yeah. look how much our church has grown our activities in the community may have decreased. We have less engagement in the in the community around us. But look at how many people are in the pews. Yeah, yeah. So I I will just say to answer your earlier question, Zach. I I I. If we have had this conversation in any church planning things in the couple of churches you and I yeah. did ministry in, I would say that they were very far in between, and they were kind of like not addressed. I think people don't want to answer the question like, "What are we really doing as a church?" I, I think <laughs> I think if you want to, it's a hard question, and it, yeah. it forces you to talk, take a look at your weakness. What are we doing that's and any different than uh, than the techie club or the turkey club or the going and messing up at the grocery store club? Come on, okay, yeah, we don't mind. Hey, we have like a bunch of followers on Facebook, okay? So. Yeah. You guys are making a huge impact. Uh we yeah. are. We throw the milk gardens up into the air and they splash. They the literally ground. impact the ground. And then we film fall. it on our uh phone and then people yeah. are like are like shaking their head. Right. It's a very big deal. This is why we can't have we, these things. We think it's funny, but everybody else hates it, and that's more funny. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> the inconsiderate nature. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> I'm sorry. So I just saw a video like that earlier today. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so, so I, I i don't see it and i think you you just said something it, it almost feels like a, a a wound well people let me yeah. l- i don't want to rephrase it in a bad way but i will say it's like uh revealing uh like a like an ugly spot yeah sure in some ways you got what i'm saying and they're like oh no 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 no, no. right right yeah, you get absolutely. what i'm saying that asking yeah. that question yeah. like are we really defining success in glorifying God or are we defining right. success somewhere else? And they're yep. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. We don't want to look at this ugly bandaid. Yeah. Okay. So can you guys think of a time? Cause we've been, we've been talking about people's motivations yeah. and all most churches get out and, and do things in the community yeah. or whatever. Um, maybe not everybody shares the same um, motivation. Sure. Um, for sure. making disciples, maybe to some people, just an activity or whatever. When are some times that you guys have seen um, uh, churches do something in the community or like have an activity and you felt like it was focused on the mission of Jesus? I've been talking a lot, Bobby. If you have a good one. Yeah, do you, you have a go good ahead. example? Um, well, I, I hesitate to to talk about this because this is just because it's one that I've personally been uh-huh. heavily invested I know where you're in going. And, and leading with it. 
So, but there, there is an organization out there. They're a nonprofit. They're a Christian organization. They're called Feed My Starving Children, and they, yeah. and, uh, and and so they will often have these events um, around the in different parts of the United States. Um, churches typically churches will have them come in and sit up for the weekend, and you pack up meals, um, and these meals are ridiculously cheap, um, highly inexpensive, and the people who pack are also the ones donating, and and. And like in one weekend, it's 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 completely possible to package up 200, 300, 500,000 meals mm. in a single weekend yeah. and then get shipped across the planet at, at near zero cost um, to the people receiving them um, to help support sustainability in these different groups and help bring children from a state of, na- of malnourishment up to um, uh, 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 yeah. up to a, a much more stable state while at the same time. They're hearing about Jesus in their own language, in their own communities around them. And it's a way that we can be the hands and feet of Christ. And so I, I, so I hesitate because I've been a huge proponent of that within my own community. Yeah. Um, and so and, and, I, and I see, but, but, I, but I personally see the impact of that. Yeah. I hope those around me and working with me also see that. They say they do. Um, I hope that's, that's really true. Yeah. Um, and so it, I'm a huge proponent just because I see just the massive impact that organization seems to be having in the world around us. And I love getting the opportunity when they come into our around us to partner with them and be part of that once again. Yeah. I really like that. Um, you can kind of, you can focus on feeding people and then the, the missionaries that are like taking the food are, um, on the ground and they're trying to make disciples in those countries, yes. but you can also use it as a disciple making tool here at home. If you're on the packing side, Absolutely. because you can invite people from the community to join you. That's, that's what we would always try to do. Absolutely. Like when we had connection to campus and stuff, try to invite students to come down and say, you want to spend an afternoon doing something good because who wouldn't get behind, um, feeding starving children. Literally, sure. as it says. That's yeah. a good thing. Whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to feel like that's a good thing to do and worthy use of your time. Unless you don't, which I don't know why you right. wouldn't. But, um, so we're back to like this kind of results sort of like it outward thing. It is. But at the same time, I think that it's one of those things. If you come at it with the right heart and right. you're like, I'm just going to invite like five of my friends who don't know anything about Jesus to come and do this with me and I can share Jesus through it. Yeah. I think that that can be pretty cool and can be a, um, can be a, a connecting point to help people. There, I mean, just doing this podcast, but I, I'll mention some other ones, but there was a one time that I felt like, Ooh, God is really like working right yeah. there. That's yeah. super successful yeah. stuff right there. Do you remember when we went and uh, hung out with those kids at Ken's uh, youth night thing? Oh, episode, yeah, uh, just a few months ago. Might have been episode uh, eight or ten or one of those. Something back there. Um, so uh, one of the girls that was there, I loved what she said. I asked her, I said, so you're a Christian. Are the rest of your friends Christian? She's like, um, I'm not. I don't think so. I think yeah. I might be the only one in my group of friends who's like a strong yeah. Christian. And then I said, well, what does that feel like? And then she goes, well, what's really cool. And I think she even may have said the word proud. Yeah. It's like, what's really cool is that like when people don't know what to do and they like need to pray or something and they're dealing with stuff, they come to me and they say, Hey, what should we do? Can you like pray for us for stuff? Yeah. And I was like, right there is an example of yeah. what a disciple is. People yeah. will like flock to you, you know? And it's just what you ex- yeah. explained that, you know, you invite these five people, they start coming and then they're like, Oh, what's this? That's thing? where that's see. Yeah. So 
yes, we can have like a tangible bunch of pallets of food or whatever, but without like the heart behind it. Right. Absolutely. That's where the kingdom impact comes from. And yeah. so, and so just a, another further example, you and I worked at uh, Northridge. Uh, yeah. But even before that, when I first hooked up with Jake uh, as like a new brand new, like still figuring things out, Christian, I automatically saw like the willingness and the response, like almost like the ease of responsibility that the people that worked with him had. Yeah. And they were a bunch of disciples doing things like going around to neighborhoods around uh, first Alliance and just like collecting cans for, I think it was at the time it was God's food pantry, but I, I can't remember if it was that or if it was backpacks or something for kids for food, but we did it on Halloween. Yeah. So think about this Halloween. Most kids my age were out trick or treating. Yeah. But it was on a Wednesday night. I think it was like the night before Halloween. And we went out and we like got cans. And so I immediately hit me like these people. (laughs) (laughs) These guys ain't joking. (laughs) But basically like uh, the willingness to do stuff like that can be group oriented. Yeah. But the heart of these people to do the things that they do. Is where I saw genuine. Now, did love you see a difference between that and like just a general food drive that doesn't require church or Christians or Jesus I, at all? I did. I do. Yeah. And the, and the, that's what I'm trying to say. That yeah. When I when I worked with these people, there was no like, there was no. This is cool. We're all just like hanging out doing this like job. This is good for like the community. It was more like God. God said this is what we should be doing. So yeah. this is what we need to be doing. We're filling out a purpose. And yeah. God like called us to be like this. Like Robin Ramsey yeah. was a part of that at the time. Um, uh, Jake and then his uh, assist. Well, yeah. They were like co-pastored. His name was Adam Eads. Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And then people from my high school, like Andrew Daniels, who invited me, was like, yeah, this is what we're about. And I'm like, dude, yeah. this is kind of cool. Yeah. And so... The the difference is that yes, there's a million people out there that do may do that, yeah. But who are they doing it for, and like, where is their heart at when they do it? Is like the big question. Are they drawing right. people close to the Christ through their actions? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think Northridge drew in members not because of what they said, not because of what Jake's like expert pastoring or our community. I think we drew people in because everybody saw that we genuinely wanted to serve the Lord. Yeah. Um, I would shout out, um, Nathaniel mission. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but Mm -hmm. they are, um, they're a ministry out of a church that's in downtown Lexington and they are kind of like their own church, but it's specifically for, um, people with a lot of financial need and people who, um, happen to be homeless and they're reaching out to homeless people in Lexington and, um, Nathaniel mission, Nathaniel Mm -hmm. mission. They have a church service where somebody preaches and they do all the, they do worship, they do everything. Um, and then they serve breakfast and then, um, but the thing about all, oh yeah, they also have like clothing drives and stuff. Um, the thing about it though is not, like the physical needs that they are meeting. Yeah. But the fact that uh, the people involved in this have been trying to help people change their life through Jesus for like a long time. And so 
when uh, you get people coming in from the outskirts um, who aren't connected to anything or anyone and they start coming in because of a free meal, they start hearing the gospel. Eventually you get people who are transformed and they turn around and become leaders. So they've got a group of disciples. disciples. Now they're making other disciples and they're talking to people and they've walked a mile in their shoes Mm -hmm. because they've lived on the street and they know what that life is like. And so they've created a community there where you've got support and you've got um, people reaching out to you with the love of Jesus who have been through what you've been through. So it's like, it's like spinning what agent Smith said in the matrix in a positive way. (laughs) He's like, the only other thing that acts this way is a virus spreads <laughs> to another area. And it's like, well, I hope so. If it's disciples, then I'm happy that it spreads like that. Yeah. And I mean, cause uh, ultimately like uh, a disciple can like for me personally, a disciple can be a person that only affects the life of one other person. But in that one other person's life, they make a disciple and yeah. they change their heart and move it towards, towards right. God. Like, uh, so, okay. An example of a ministry that doesn't involve getting people to come to church afterwards. Yeah. Is Ken told me about this ministry and I'm not going to do it too much justice, but it was called Jericho road. Yeah. And he did it with the Wesley foundation at a time. And what it was, was to bus people from like being mm-hmm. drunk and stuff to like somewhere they else. They would literally go to the bars and offer them rides. And then, and, yeah. and then I think at one point he told me they would like lure them into the, like into the vans and the buses and being like, <laughs> Hey, wouldn't you rather have like a PVJ or something? Like, it's just like weird stuff like that. I see your PBR. <laughs> How about a PBJ? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like things like that. So they, they were, they were being, um, they were ministering to people in a way that didn't require them to later come to their church. It was at the same time met them exactly where they were. Exactly right. Yeah. And so to me, it but is, it wasn't like it wasn't condemning and it wasn't like totally affirming of like everything they were doing either. Yes. And yeah. so, and so if you want to like, it's very hard, like I said, to quantify or like make tangible something like that. And like, is this kingdom building or is yeah. this, I will say this is, Non-kingdom deconstructing. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's like a double negative, but um, it is. No, but I see what you're. It is. You're it is though. world is worldliness deconstruction. So in yeah. a, in a, in in, I feel like that too is another way of kingdom building. Well, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but no, against strongholds. Yeah. yeah. Against so powers. So there that, you go. Yeah. That that feels like it even be might be more kingdom building because you are literally taking. You're not really building up your own community as much as you are shaping the world around you to become yeah. the kingdom. Mm. There's a lot you could say about shaping the world and mm. creating an image like that is what we're supposed to do. That's the Eden like call, right? Adam and Eve, you are to subdue the earth and like take it and make it a place that is good and like honors God. Um, so that's what we are still called out to go and do. And, and I think Jake, Jake yeah. has said this before, but, uh, I like it and I'm going to steal it. Sorry, Jake. But, uh, we are, I think, and one of the things as Christians that we're supposed to do is prepare, prepare the world yeah. for when it's time for Jesus to come back. Yeah. Like we're, 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 we're paving the way. We're trying our best. Like John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Trying our best anyway. And how does that, how does that work? Uh, I'm sorry. How does that look for, for us? 
Yeah. Is it let's make a uh, five thousand member church? Podcast? Sorry. Oh, church. oh yeah. <laughs> or is it that every person that Jesus meets in your local community is some form of a disciple that knows yeah. about Jesus and tries their right. best? Like, I mean. That that goes back to this whole thing of like tribes. You've made, used the word tribes. Okay, yeah. So we were talking about this earlier. So this idea that like you can compare other churches and be like, your church isn't as good as my church. Yeah. Because we have this and we have that. Right. We do all this stuff in my church and that's pretty awesome. My tribe. I'd seen, yeah, you know that, <laughs> you know that phrase. Okay, so everybody says my tribe. Like I hear that a lot um, in yep. regard to like my church group. This is actually People a corporate term. Is it? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a pretty famous Boom. author out there. I that told you. Talks about tribes and and and, and interacting yeah. and trying to. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a really neat book, but it's often used in businesses a lot. Yeah. And so was, here's the thing: Did Jesus call us to be a bunch of tribes out there? No. Being tribal. No. No, we we are the people of God. We're one body. And right? see, Bob, what you just mentioned about it being like kind of like a business term almost. It, it kind of brings up this thing I wrote on our notes, which is like that churches try and adapt things of the world to like kind of make success happen yeah. in their church. I actually didn't know that because the first people I heard use tribe were Christians talking about sure. like their church or their particular group of Christians. Right. Yeah. And so and so I know churches get very creative and very modern when yeah. it comes to outreach and stuff. And so they'll do things like coffee shops and um, they'll do campus plants where they have like a yeah. like a, a arm of their church on a campus and things like that. But again, we go back to the to the very first thing we talked about, which was that like we kind of saddle up next to these other groups like fraternities and sororities and stuff. All of them want to recruit too. So what? How do? How are we set apart? Right. Like yeah. how? How are we a people set apart? Like as God would 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 call us to be. Um. How are we? How are we being a light to the world, and not just a group that gathers? Yeah. And that's the that's the trick. Yeah. Tribes don't tribes aren't a light to the world. I don't know. I don't think they are. I don't think so. No. But I mean, there is going to be 12 different tribes in Revelation and already were. And there's every tongue and tribe and nation worshiping the lamb. But that again, think about that picture. We started as tribes. We're being brought together. Yeah. So I question what you're talking about. If you're a church and you're saying Everybody needs to just be part of this tribe because it's so good to be part right. of this tribe. I think it's another fancy word for group or, or community, yeah. but but it certainly is. But see, this is the thing; it all comes back to the heart, right? Because the idea of a community is not bad, but the idea of community being all that there is, like community for community's sake, is not going to do great things. Like if you <laughs> go to a church, and the reason that you went there is because you have friends that go there. Yeah. And you're not a Christian yet. That's well, that's, I would argue that's, that's why probably majority of people yeah. try. And that's the, the point. It's like, yeah. oh, you need a reason to be motivated to come. Yeah. But it's what the church is doing with that opportunity. Yeah. And where their heart is. And they're like, what do I need to do to help this person connect with God? Do I need to ask them for money? Do I need to sell them a <laughs> CD or sell them a, go- yeah. a cup of coffee? Uh, you know what Jake did? I, I keep I keep having to you know talk about how great Jake is. I'm not trying to blow wind up his skirt or anything, but when I first came to this youth group, he knew that I sang well, and he knew that I was like a charismatic, like long haired, goofy looking dude. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Colin's a cool guy." Like I talked to him a little bit, 
that he took me to CC's Pizza. And he said, all right, Colin, I know you're like down with hanging out and everything. Let me ask you something. What are your hangups with becoming a Christian? Right. He was willing to go that extra distance and not leave you as just a community person. I mean, buying someone dinner is it can seem like just whatever. But the difference is that Jake was a pastor. He was a pastor coming down to your level kids. Yeah. And he said, there's something that I need to do. And that is God is calling me to to hang out with Colin and figure out what's going on and, and get him closer to God. Yeah. That again is a great way that I would measure success in that youth group. There was nothing like as far as on the books, nothing financially or whatever. It was nothing in it for him. I don't think at the time that he took me to CC's, he knew that I played music and everything. So So he wasn't even looking for a worship. As far as he knew there was, there was like nothing as far as like the world success that you could offer. Right. Yeah. He would, he, he would only gain a person who is already going there. Yeah. The only difference would be that he has like, I have like a different perspective about why I'm there. Yeah. Now that's, that is it. (laughs) Why am I there? Right. So like, again, we, it's, it's funny because how do we measure success in a lot of ways we can't measure it. Yep. Only God can measure the success. Like what are they, what's that thing that a lot of uh, uh, Christians talk about? Like uh, you're going to have jewels in your crown. Yeah. For every person that you kind of set on the path and for right. all these things that God like marks and tallies and stuff. There's people, a reference to that somewhere. In people use that scripture a lot for different yeah. weird stuff. But I would I would argue that the perfect picture of that is like Jake talking to me at CC's and then me all these years later. Now I'm like doing a Christian podcast like the mm-hmm. seeds were planted then. Yeah. And that's like a jewel, you know, a jewel in your crown, I guess right. you can say. Well, I mean, that makes sense if you think about. Um, you know, that scripture was written a long time ago. Jewels were very, very rare and hard to come by. Only Kings had them. So it was saying like what you're doing when you're sowing these kingdom seeds and doing these little actions is huge to the kingdom of God. It's so valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, if you find that, let us know. Okay. If you find that scripture, let us know. I have a feeling you were searching for it. Yes, I am. So, um, so getting back to this idea of tribes, because I I hadn't heard it as much until you kind of mentioned it, Zach. Oh, everybody says tribe these days. Yeah, yeah. Like I just kind of put as my note here, like uh, because you said, uh, did Jesus call us to be a bunch of tribes or a kingdom? And I was yeah. thinking, like, um, I think the difference would be like a group. Yeah. And this again goes back to maybe something we talked about a few few. Uh, episodes ago when we started that other series about uh, your agenda. Yeah. I think a true Christian organization should not have their own agenda, but God's agenda. Right. And so the difference is that when you have a club or a group, they have their own agenda. Yeah. Things they want to accomplish, but God is like the facilitator of his own agenda through the Holy spirit, through us to the world. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, you need to cling to that and not your own for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. What you got for us, Bob? You found it. So I I think I may have found something here. All right, let's hear it. So this is coming from uh, second Timothy, um, starting in, uh, it looks like here, chapter, uh, chapter four. And it's okay. And this is where Paul is talking about having, um, running the race and having fought the good fight 
And he says, and starting verse 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the ah. Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but all those who have longed for his appearing. So I guess, so, so this, one, this one, the larger. I will say that uh, that sounds pretty close. Um, again, I, I, I do think that Zach had a good... Uh, a thought there that it might actually be just like a thrown out like idea or something. But I think that that would be more what I agree with is that when we, uh, when we yeah. are in the presence of the Lord, when we have done what the Lord has asked us to do, we will have, uh, our own crowns. He in loves heaven. us as much as Kings mm-hmm. as, yeah. um, Wayne used to say, and we but do yeah, long for him. Yeah. What it's not saying is that a bunch of Christians are going to sit around and point at each other's crowns and say, ha ha. Yeah. I've got more jewels than you. Right. I Yours think it's a Burger King crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anything, I mean, I think Revelations might have a clearer picture where all the saints who have their crowns are going to end up casting them before the Lord anyways. That's the point of it. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. The, I, I wasn't trying to uh, like I wasn't trying to do some self glorifying thing. It was more of, of course to, not. It was more to say like when when our hearts are in the right place and we're doing what God wants us to do. That is like um, uh that is the quantifying measurement we can have. That is the value of it. It's as right. valuable as a golden crown. Right. Yeah. To God. Yeah, yeah man. God. Here's what I'm going to say. I know from other verses in the scripture that we are called to make disciples of people. And I would. That I know. That much is clear. And I would use the imagery of saying every time you save a disciple for the kingdom, it's like a jewel in a crown somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Crown jewels. All right. So. All right, guys, that was an awesome episode. It was a lot of fun. Sorry we kind of goofed it at the very end here. Um, so, guys, you should um, look us up on all the social medias and on Patreon. And special thanks. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Them. But special thanks to our Thank tribe of people oh. who uh, get to be... Hey, you know what's really great about being in a club in a group <laughs> is that you can all do the same kind of stuff that everybody says you should do. And then it's like you're all like a group mentality. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Anyway, no need to be Christ minded or let anything. your tribe know about us by giving us five stars or ratings or reviews. You know, the drill. Yeah. And please comment on uh, some of the stuff we're doing on Facebook. Or yeah, on we're going to be asking questions and stuff here in the near future. Twitter. So keep an eye out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. See ya.